You're listening to the Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to our message today and that we hope you check us out online at TahlequahUMC.org. Our scripture lesson for today comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. 1 through 12. Listen to these words. After a few days, Jesus went back to Capernaum. And people heard that he was at home. So many gathered that there were no longer space, not even near the door. Jesus was speaking the word to them. Some people arrived, and four of them were bringing to him a man who was paralyzed. They couldn't carry him through the crowd, so they tore off a part of the roof above where Jesus was. When they had made an opening, they lowered the mat on which the paralyzed man was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Child, your sins are forgiven. Some of the legal experts were sitting there, muttering among themselves. Why does he speak this way? He is insulting God. Only the one God can forgive sins. Jesus immediately recognized what they were discussing, and he said to them, Why do you fill your minds with these questions? Which is easier, to say to the paralyzed person, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Get up, take your bed, and walk? But so you will know that the Son of Man has authority on the earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, Get up, take your mat, and go home. Jesus raised him up, and right away he picked up his mat and walked out in front of everybody. They were all amazed and prayed, God saying, We have never seen anything like this. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. I love this story. This is one of my favorite stories in the Gospels, and it appears uh, in, in several of the Gospels, and, and you can always tell um, how it's appearing by what you hear. And, and they peel back this roof. It's not torn apart or anything. They just peel it back. They tore it off, peel it off. It must have not been that great of a roof, because my experience with roofing is it takes a little while to get a roof off. And I love this story because here you have all these characters that are part of the story. You have the, the man who was paralyzed, who, who uh, needed help, and, and, and his friends were willing to take him to Jesus because they knew he could heal. You had those legal experts, those religious authorities that think they knew better and even knew better than Jesus. Then you have Jesus. All these characters we can learn from. But I think when we think about this and how we share compassion, I, I think we need to dive into those, to those guys that were willing to do whatever it took to make sure that the man got healed. Because obviously, the house is not big enough to accommodate everybody. And so the house was filled with a whole bunch of people. Have you ever had one of those experiences where your house was so filled that you couldn't even fit room for one more person? So that's what it looked like. 
Jesus walks in and they're sitting there and and all of a sudden, I, I can imagine Jesus doing this. He's sitting there doing his Jesus thing, teaching people about love and grace and, and all these things. And obviously, everybody, it's going over their heads because I don't think they really took up the heart all too well. And all of a sudden, this like, guy just like is ushered in from above. Like, what a better way to have a good teaching moment about what love and grace and mercy look like. Here Jesus is teaching, and, and all of a sudden, this guy just like drops down from the rafters. If that were to happen in the church right now, I think we'd all run away <laughs> and then call 911 pretty quickly because it'd be a, fall, a long fall. But can you imagine what it would be like just to experience this? Here is this guy lowered in, and, and we see this. That, um, and they're sitting there, and Jesus says, Child, because of your faith, your sins are forgiven. So Jesus forgives his sins first. So obviously he had some other issues. It wasn't just that he was paralyzed. He had some spiritual needs that needed to be met. And Jesus meets those needs by saying, child, your sins are forgiven. That's why in church we do a prayer of confession. To Maybe sometimes we need to hear those words. Because let's be honest, how often throughout a week do we live faithful lives following Jesus? And we need to be reminded of his love, mercy, and grace. We need to confess our sins and say, Lord, I have not lived the way you've called me to. I need you to forgive me right here and right now. And the amazing thing is, Jesus will do that. That's one of the reasons why we do this in the service. It's not to make you feel guilty. If you feel guilty, that's a heart issue that maybe you need to attend to. Maybe we need to work on that a little bit. Maybe we need to figure out what's disconnecting you from God's love and, and, and reorient yourself in the better way. And that's why we confess and then we say, you are forgiven. Those words are so powerful. You are forgiven. They're life-changing. So much so that in this story, here, Jesus forgave this guy his sins, and, and here comes the problem. Here comes the religious know-it-alls. We have those today, don't we? And here they are saying, well, who gives this guy authority? Who is this guy? And Jesus hears the ramblings, like a good school teacher. So many so that caught me on so many times when I would pop off my mouth. I can hear it now. And he teaches them what mercy looks like. He'd already forgiven his sins. And so he takes the miracle one step further. And he heals him. So he heals him spiritually first. And then he heals him miraculously second. So much so that when, when Jesus tells the religious authorities that, you know, the Son of Man has the authority to forgive sins, he says, all right, watch this. Get up and walk. And so he did that. And it was after this moment in the Gospel of Mark that you notice that, I mean, they really hit the ground running in the sense of taking care of one another. Jesus showing us the way to live. And in one of the reasons why I love Mark's Gospel is because it doesn't stop. And this is, this is just a small morsel of how Jesus operates. Jesus continued to keep going despite what the religious authorities say. And he shows us what love, mercy, and grace looks like. And he provides healing, not only spiritual healing, but a physical healing that allows his life to be transformed. That can happen today.
But we have to be willing to go there. We have to be willing to open ourselves up to be lowered down to Jesus' feet. I was reminded of a story this week of, of a man um, that they called him Crazy Ali. He, he got the name because he was such a big soccer fan that um, let's just say he got a little bit too passionate about his team and he was kicked out and uh, was banned from the stadium for a year due to um, misconduct with another fan. But it was the big match day. And he really wanted to see his team play on the big match day. I, I kind of equivalent to Bedlam. And, and he was ready. Like, he wanted to see his team. And obviously, sitting at home, uh, watching on TV screen, wasn't going to do it for him. And so what did he do? He went out and rented a forklift. He took the forklift down to the stadium and, and raised up the forklift so he could oversee the game and watch the game. Well, that didn't last very long. The police were called out and... Uh, that he was forced to lower the crane. And no, he didn't get to watch all the game. No, and this is what I found amazing, he didn't get fined by the authorities. It was just an $86 rental fee for him to rent the deal, probably even cheaper than the ticket that it would have cost him to buy. And his team won, five to nothing. The question I want you to think about, thinking about the story and thinking about the gospel reading today is, are you willing to do whatever it takes for the gospel? Are you willing to live a life that shows that you are trying to follow Jesus? Are, are you willing to, to take care of yourself and your neighbor and doing all the good you can and all the places you can and all the times you can to all the people you can, as that John Wesley quote has often said? Or maybe we need some healing. Maybe we need to be lowered down. Maybe we need to ask Jesus into our lives. Or maybe we can learn from the religious authorities and it's time for us to be quiet and to listen to Jesus. Either way, we should choose wisely. And we should strive to follow Jesus and be like him. Maybe you need to hear this. God loves you. I know we say it all the time, but maybe you don't hear it enough. And maybe you need to hear this. If you come to Jesus and you ask for forgiveness, you will be forgiven. But then the next step is following and believing, and living a life in such a way that people know that you're a follower of Jesus. So I challenge you this week to live a life that honors and glorifies God in such a way that people know that you're a Christian. Maybe by the way you wear your mask. Maybe by the way that you social distance. Maybe by the way that you check in on your neighbor. Maybe the way you give them a call or send a text message. Discipleship can still occur, even in the midst of a global pandemic. We just have to will it, be willing to take off the roof and do something a little bit different. So be open to that, how God can use you, 
and work on you and work through you this week. Let us pray.